We started with 128 and we are down to the final eight players at Wimbledon. The fourth round is over and we've got our eight quarterfinalists, which I'm going to name now. But let's start with introducing myself. I'm your host Prasad and I'm joined by Prakash and Raj K. Guys, we are down to the final eight at Wimbledon. It's almost done. How are you guys doing? Let's start with uh, Raj K. So, Prasad, we started with 128 players, right? Yep. And now we have one analyst, two, sorry, one host, two analysts and eight players. So, it's still 128. <laughs> 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 Prakash, Prakash, a bit uh, jaded from work today. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Yeah, but, you know, always ready for tennis. So, let's dive into it. Absolutely. Let's begin. And we have... Let's give our listeners the first, the four quarterfinals that are going to happen. Djokovic versus Goffin, uh, Peya versus RBA, that is Roberto Batista Agut. Then you have the lower half, which has Nishikori versus Federer and Query versus Rafael Nadal. So Rajke was, and we were speaking before, and we were talking about how the next gen is out and, you know, the lost gen has made it through. Apart from all the upset, but let's go match by match, player by player, and let's start with the first quarterfinal that is going to take place, and that is Novak Djokovic versus David Goffin. Rajke, what can you tell us about that? Oh, this is going to be a bit tricky for uh, Novak Djokovic because uh, Goffin is a very good player on grass. Now, the head-to-head between them is 5-1 in Djokovic's favor. They played six times. Djokovic has won five. But in the press conference, he made the point that they've never played on grass. So it's, in some sense, unknown territory for this particular matchup. And Goffin is a very good grass court player. I think he played uh, Federer in Hala, was it? Uh, oh, yeah. The final. Year. And then, the fi- oh. yeah. Exactly. And he did trouble Federer for the first set. And the second set, of course, Federer started dominating. But So this is going to be tricky. Of course, if I had to predict, I would say it's a Djokovic win. But I expect this to be much trickier than today's match, for example. Djokovic was, and Krajke uh, Djokovic dropped the set in the previous match, but then came through unscathed in the third and fourth. Uh, so uh, what did you have, what do you have to say about that? Uh, so today, I mean, like it was a great performance from Djokovic. Such a very quick and ruthless performance, like both of the other uh, fellow, you know, big three members. So that's that's good. I mean, I think all three are clicking into place. Their games are clicking into place. That's where I would I would have him as a favorite against Goffin. And Goffin played. Uh, who did Goffin beat today? Verdasco, uh, right? Yes. Yeah. So he Verdasco. lost the second set uh, yep. against Verdasco. But yep. other than that, I think it was fairly smooth sailing uh, for Goffin. And most of us thought that Goffin would win it, and Goffin did win it. So that went exactly as planned. Absolutely. Apart from the second set that he lost 6-2, the others. And the first set was uh, a quick uh, nail-biter there in a tie-break, 11-9 on tie-break. But then the set <laughs> 3 and set 4 were just one break and Goffin uh, wrapped it up. And Prakash, let's go on to the second uh, quarterfinal then, which is Peya versus Batista Agut. Um, Peya, shocking the world, beating Raonic in five, coming back from two sets to love down and 8-6 in the in the final set, which we all thought would go to a tie break if you catch my drift. <laughs> and um, the second match, which we are talking, yeah, Roberto Batista Agut, who is one only the one player of amongst the age yet to drop a set. What do you make of that matchup then? Uh, 
Yeah, Paya is a surprise because you know I was pretty sure Ravnic was going to make it there, but uh, Paya has made it a habit of uh, beating uh, you know a Wimbledon uh, finalist. So uh, <laughs> last, so uh, last year was it? He beat uh, uh, was it Chilich? Yes. Yeah. And this year he beat Anderson. Yeah. And now it's uh, Ravnic who was the finalist in 2016, right? Yeah, so he's correct. beaten basically in the last two years, the last three finalists. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and this one was like you know, I thought it was pretty done deal, no? After Milos won the first two sets, but uh, no credit to Pai, you know, and coming back, and I thought it was going to, you know, we'll have our first uh, tie break at Wimbledon, but uh, yep. not to be. Pai closed it out in uh, at eight six. Yeah, and, and uh, the. Impressive, isn't it? Imp- very impressive. Like coming back from two sets to love down against Melas Raunich, that big Raunich first serve, you know, that yeah. uh, scares the opponent. That is his weapon, and then to you know neutralize it and uh, can completely take over two sets to love down, then two sets all, and then serving first in the f- in the fifth set that gave him an advantage as well. But uh, taking nothing away from what he did there, broke. He was almost through on the twelfth game, but then it was just a matter of time and two more games, and he wrapped it up. So definitely, yeah. So great, so, uh, yeah. And you were saying something about Paya. Yeah, I mean, I was just um, impressed that he beat Raunich, and I was talking about actually uh, Agut, who is going to play next. Agut hasn't dropped a set, and he's not. It's not only the men's draw. I think in the Entire, you know, including the women's draw, right? He's the only player to have not dropped a set so far. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's had a pretty good one, actually. You know, even in Hala, I think Federer was the one who stopped him at the quarterfinals. Yeah. So, and so I think uh, Agut is like silently, you know, making his way, and uh, he has already, I think, two wins over Djokovic this year. Hmm. And, so, and you know, that final. Yeah, and credit to Agut. I mean, if you look at Hala, uh, even B- Federer, kind of those two matches against Songa and RBA, kind of got back in the game through the back door. I mean, he was almost out, and he right. sneaked in somehow. So um, you know, anything can happen. And this is yeah, this is uh, Agut yeah. is playing some pretty good tennis, and you know, I think uh, it's uh, tough to look forward. But I think my picks are Djokovic and Agut to make through. That semi-final could be really interesting, given that he has beaten Djokovic twice this year. Correct, and that will be like on centre court on the big stage, and a chance to make a three-zero. But that's uh, the second uh, quarter-final, and now we go down to the lower half, and we go to Nishikori versus Federer. Now Nishikori beating Kukushkin in four four sets, and uh, Federer completely dominant, you know, annihilating. Berrettini, Vrachke, uh, the top three, mm-hmm. the number yep. two seed, a complete a flawless performance. And uh, Prakash was talking about how this is uh, similar to his 2017 Australian Open performance where he started a bit uh, okay in the first two rounds and then he picked mm-hmm. up and firing on all cylinders now. What do you make of that performance? So, yes, I mean, in that sense, it's a bit similar to Australian Open, but there are some differences because in Australian Open, he had to go through a sequence of five setters. Uh, if I remember right, it was Burdich hmm. and Wawrinka. Uh, uh, no, 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 Burdich was straight sets. 
ഓപ്പണ് Uh, excellent performance today. I thought Berrettini was a bit nervous, only to be expected. He's the next 10. Um, you know, very young player. Really, this is his breakout year, so he doesn't have the experience in these big tournaments. And playing Federer on center court is never easy, even if you're experienced. And you saw Add that today. Big. Yeah. Federer and is Prakash, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful uh, to see him play so well. One, and well, one hour, 14 minutes. That was like... Um, I had my dinner when I came back home I'm all set for the Federer game and I I'm thinking it will go past the midnight mark but it starts at something around 10 30 and end somewhere before 11:45 1 hour and 14 minutes <laughs> and I'm making Federer making sure I went to bed early so that we could wake up and do this podcast <laughs> but Raonic and um, the pair match went longer but prakash let's get to berrettini and he was nervous and yes he was fatigued he looked fatigued that was he looked clueless i mean that berrettini uh, everything berrettini threw at federer federer neutralized it if you look at the serve or the returns or anything what did you make of that performance from the number 2 seed yeah so federer uh, turned up sharp you know as he did in the last round because i thought he was very scratchy in the first two rounds and uh, no and but i think right now i think he's played his uh, two best uh, grass court matches of the year in the third and fourth rounds of uh, wimbledon and uh, so he turned up really sharp uh, as you would expect you know a guy who's made uh, uh, i think this is his 17th uh, uh, fourth round i think appearance so yes yes he was yes. up for the uh, thing but uh, Berrettini I did know I thought he was coming in with good form you know he wants Stuttgart and uh, I was expecting a lot from him I thought this was going to be a really good match but uh, Berrettini was a no show unfortunately possibly due to you know fatigue and uh, because he's uh, only been on the tour I think for a year or something like his first ATP match was last year sometime 2018 beginning right so yeah. yeah he's not i think uh, and especially now given that uh, they do not have many five setters in these uh, masters finals as they used to grand slams yeah. are the only way where you get to play these five setters and berrettini was coming off one right so i think uh, that really got to him and uh, he really was not able to give his best i would think and uh, yeah that was a uh, match I was looking forward to so I was disappointed on that front but I'm sure Federer is happy to go with that especially given yeah, that Shikori has lost a set in the quarters correct and you know Prakash Berrettini is the player to look out to I mean if you look at the breakthrough stars that are supposed to make it big I think Berrettini is one of them yeah uh, Def- impressive uh, throughout uh, yeah impressive throughout he beat Schwartzman Rajkade Schwartz, the Schwartzman game take a bit out the steam out of Berrettini there fatigue and you know eventually the big stage a uh, center court 
Yeah, I mean, it never helps to play five sets before playing Federer, as I said, on center court, you know. So uh, there are two components to fatigue. One is the mental and the other is the physical. And I think in both senses, Berrettini was a bit hard done by. Uh, it was a long five-set battle. And after that, uh, you're in Wimbledon second week for the first time in your career, as I said, playing Federer on center court. So a combination of all these factors made it really, really difficult for him. And Federer is a fantastic front runner. If you give the guy an opportunity, Opportunity. If you give, if you let him take the lead, he's just phenomenal to hold on to the lead. And the moment the first set was over, you kind of knew this that Federer was going to absolutely rip him apart, and that's what happened. But yeah, again, this is just crazy. Just an hour and fourteen minutes. You know, just what Federer needs. A yeah, quick, <laughs> easy match, perfect. <laughs> and and the for, the forehand was uh, dangerous. Berrettini's forehand and serve were dangerous. But like I said, Federer neutralized them both and. Uh, uh, made it through, just dropped five games en route to his, uh, yet another quarterfinal at SW19, which takes us to the final quarterfinal. And it has the American Sam Query, who's been on an impressive oh, run. We haven't talked. We haven't talked about his opponent Nishikori, right? <laughs> oh, my mistake. Let's <laughs> yeah. So Nishikori beating Kukushkin, and Kukushkin for all the sake has also been a good uh, turnout this Wimbledon, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, the thing here is Nishikori has very quietly progressed to the quarterfinal, you know, and typically when you think of Nishikori in Grand Slams, you think of these long, drawn-out battles, Nishikori just coming through and then increasingly becoming fatigued and then (laughs) running into the big three, you know, there was a statistic that I think he has won the last 17 matches or something, maybe now 18 against everybody other than the big three, you know, so he's on an 18-match winning streak against non-Big 3 people. So he's doing very well at Grand Slams. But what happens? He plays these long matches and then he runs into the Big 3 and they just <laughs> beat him. This is So this time it's a little bit different and Federer talked about this too. So Federer is aware of it. He said that, you know, usually you hear about, you know, Nishikori winning these tough matches, but this time he's very fresh. He's had short matches and we have to wait and see how that affects uh, that quarterfinal. But of course, I mean, this is Wimbledon. This is Federer's home. So I, I'm definitely predicting a Federer win here. But Nishikori has higher chances than he usually has at this stage of a tournament. And Prakash, and Prakash, Nishikori is going to be the first real test, isn't it, uh, for Federer? If you look at his overall play, if you look at his serve. Uh, definitely. But I think, see, I already think, uh, given that Federer has played... Uh, Seeded players in his third round and fourth round matches, though I think you know Berrettini did not uh, show up. Right? Uh, yeah. I'm sure when Federer prepared, he was aware of the threat, and Puyi was another guy who you cannot underestimate. So in that sense, I think Federer is uh, keyed in. He's ready, but of course, you know Nishikori is definitely now a step above uh, Berrettini and Puyi with the record he has got. A guy has uh, made, you know quarterfinals at, uh, uh, I think, all the four slams, if I'm not mistaken. So he's got experience, you know. So definitely, uh, Federer will have to be ready for Nishikori. And clearly, I mean, you know, we're all excited for Wednesday. But it's tomorrow. And how mm-hmm. can we not talk about the man who, um, the number three seed, uh, facing... Uh, Sam Query, who's been quite impressive this uh, Wimbledon, isn't it, Rajke? And he's been uh, doing, yeah, he's been going about his business. And just crazy the way he's been playing, you know, that serve. 
it's hardly looked more dangerous. I mean, you talk about the Kyrgios serve, you talk about the Raonic serve, but, uh, but I was just looking at query serving today and it's like, it's very difficult to get excited about a serve, but my goodness, when this guy hits the serve, you're just out of the picture, you know? Like, it doesn't matter who you are. You know, if he's hitting <laughs> his spots like the way he's doing, 72 service games, he's won 71. He's just been broken once. That's wow. it. The entire wow. Wimbledon. Wow. Wow. Impressive. And... What does that bring to the table against a guy like Rafael Nadal, you know, who's got you in between his claws and, you know, he'll do everything to keep you there? So, Nadal, Nadal must be wondering at the different kind of opponents he's playing here, you know. So, he played Sugita and then he played two reasonably big servers. Kyrgios is a big server and then Songa has a good serve as well. And then he was back to playing a baseliner against Drao Sosa. And now... He's likely, if he has to win the tournament, it's likely that he has to go through three different players again. First is Query, a huge server. Then you have Federer, one of probably the greatest grass court player of all time. And then you have Djokovic, who is a phenomenal grass court player as well. All three very different players. So to win the title here, Nadal is going to really have to dip into all his reserves and come out with all his different skill sets, starting with the next match. You know, He's going to have to return very well because make no mistake... If you want to play a tiebreaker against Sam Query, that's not a good idea. Uh, Query reads Nadal 3-1 in tiebreakers, purely in tiebreakers. Mm. They played four tiebreakers, Query has won three. And Query has won, I think, three out of four or maybe four out of five of his, four out of his last five tiebreakers as well. So, And he gets to a lot of tiebreakers. So Query is a guy who gets to a lot of tiebreakers, does mm. well in them. Hmm. And particularly has done well against Nadal in tiebreakers, right? So this yeah. is again sort of like a curious kind of situation. He had five zero in tiebreakers against Nadal going into the last match. Remember, so Nadal did yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But query yeah. huge serve, and he's full of confidence. And we talked about Peya taking out the finalists, the last three finalists. Query does that to defending champions. You know, he beat oh, Djokovic yeah. in 2016 when Djokovic he... was the defending champion from 2015. And then he beat Murray in 2017 when Murray was the defending champion, uh, you know, in that year. So, this is, it's a very, very dangerous player. Very, so. very. And great pattern there, by the way. Great observation. <laughs> and Prakash, uh, we, let's talk about the momentum going into this match. Query or Nadal, who do you think has the better momentum? <laughs> Ah, that's a good question. I think <laughs> I think you still got to give Nadal the edge, you know, because uh, since the Kyrgios match, he's basically been on a roll. And, uh, I mean, yeah, Query has the serve numbers, but I think uh, Nadal hasn't faced a break point since the Kyrgios match, both in Songas and the match and this match at Sousa. Correct. I think he hasn't faced a break point. So, he is doing pretty good on serve. And when Nadal is doing good on the serve, I think, you know, that's a pretty dangerous times for the opponent. But, of course, you know, Query will have to impose his game and play the yeah. game or match on his terms. Prakash will... The thing is... Yeah, yeah, the thing on. is, when you're playing a big server, you feel the more pressure on your own serve, you know, because if you don't mm. hold, like if you're yep. broken against Query, then I think goodbye yeah. to the set in all likelihood, you know, because this is a guy serving so well, so you just don't want to go there, right? And we saw this against Kyrgios, for example, uh, you know, Nadal was not really able to get into Kyrgios' return games in sets two, three, and four. Set one, he was able to, but remember, he never broke Kyrgios in sets. Two, three, and four. And right now, the way Query is serving, and 
Query's forehand, also a tremendous weapon. It's not just the serve, serve and the forehand. His backhand, yeah. admittedly, not the best shot. His movement, perhaps not the best. But that serve, forehand combo, you want to stay away from that. So I'm very excited to, you know, to see how Nadal deals with that huge serve. And we are just one matchup away from a potential Fidel at uh, <laughs> the <laughs> Wimbledon. And this is, this is going to be, uh, this could be the first time they meet at Wimbledon after 2008. So, Who won then, Prasad? I don't remember. <laughs> 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 He's testing me. He's testing me. <laughs> but yeah, but but yeah, we are all excited, you know. Started with 128 and down to 8. And we are nearing, we are just like, we play on, we, we do it on Wednesday, Friday and then Sunday. So just within the closing distance, just within the finishing line, Prakash, also, let us talk about some statistics, if both of you can uh, offer us. You know, Federer won his 350th uh, Grand Slam match last round, and yesterday was 351. Right. Right. The, the, the pick with Billie Jean King, and uh, also 99 wins for Federer at Wimbledon. So, that's one win away from 100. Yes, in, and he in, also has already overtaken uh, Connor's record of most wins at a single Grand Slam. Yeah, where Connors had 98 match wins at US Open, so couple that, that's a you know couple of good milestones for Federer. But there are a couple of interesting stats here. One thing is that so all the big three, right? Hmm. They have lost their previous matches to the opponents they are facing. So Federer has lost his last match against Nishikori. Uh, yeah, I think in the tour finals last year. And uh, Nadal had lost to Query in last year's uh, Acapulco final or uh, final, I think. And uh, Djokovic lost his uh, last match to Goffon, I think, in 2017, uh, Monte Carlo, I think. One of the uh, yeah. clay masters. I think it was, it was on clay that, you know, Goffon beat Right. Djokovic. So, it's a very strange pattern that all three of them are coming with a you know, uh, kind of a one-match losing streak against their opponents. So that's a pretty interesting stat going there. Captured. And the other thing, yeah. And the other thing is uh, Nishikori. If my math is right, is actually on a 21-match uh, win streak against uh, non-big three opponents. That is last oh. uh, lost uh, non-big three player came at Roland Garros last year. Since then. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. The last four slams, Nishikori has only lost to the another you know, champion, the guy who went on to win the Grand Slam. Like at Wimbledon, he lost champion, to Djokovic. Like the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Djokovic, he lost to Djokovic in the quarterfinals there at Wimbledon. Hmm. In the US Open, yeah. he lost to Djokovic in the semifinals. Again, lost to Djokovic in the Austrian <laughs> Open quarterfinals. And of course, to Nadal at and a Roland Garros quarterfinals. So and now he plays Federer in the Wimbledon quarterfinals. So if Federer beats him, maybe that's a good omen going in. <laughs> We've got all that's the stats. Way. Yeah, and and uh, Federer also equaled Connor's record for most quarterfinals at a single Grand Slam. Uh, Prakash. Yes, he equaled uh, again Connor's record. Connor has seventeen at uh, U.S. Open. You, yes. And Federer now, of course, has 17 at uh, Wimbledon. Yeah. So, great discussion, guys, down to the last eight. And 
Uh, just a, a heads up from the women's draw. Coco Golf is out. The the mm-hmm. 15-year-old is out, and Ash Barty has also been knocked out. So the number one seed, the number one woman seed is out. And uh, I think the top five seeds are out in the women. All top five gone. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we it have the, the opposite of the men's uh, you know where you have this three wonderful players dominating so much you know and women yeah. all over the place absolutely and halep halep beat uh, kokogov but kokogov has been impressive uh, for a 15 year old to have <laughs> yeah. that impact at a grand slam at, at 15 i was writing my 10th standard board exams hoping It's to uh, hoping to touch 90% and then um Show nothing in the next coming years. <laughs> Show nothing. Yeah, for I it. mean, it's just crazy, you know. Like fifteen-year-old uh, playing so well, and there was a statistic uh, which I saw that I think only five uh, of the of the players in the girls' singles, not the women's singles, only five of those in the girls' singles at Wimbledon are younger than Coco Goff. So she's one of the youngest in the girls' singles. If she if she decided to play that, and here she is. in the second week of the women's singles playing women <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so um, great episode guys and great episode we started with 128 like i love to say this that that's become the catch line of this episode and we're down to 8 8 here and 8 there and uh, prakash and rajke giving us some impressive stats patterns some uh, very good uh, build up to the potential uh, semi finals as well so let's get a quick prediction from you guys let's get a quick prediction from our analyst starting with prakash and then going on to rajke and then wrapping up this episode of the tennis galaxy podcast so as i said in the top half i pick uh, djokovic and uh, a good to come through and the bottom half i think we are going to get a fedal semi final oh yeah and nadal so inject inject it in my you. veins <laughs> <laughs> i think yeah, we are going to get that match again for second consecutive grand slam Yeah, and moving on to Rajke. Rajke, for the love of Djokovic and Federer, anything that you want. <laughs> so it's going to be Djokovic against Pea, I think, in the semis, uh, in in the top half, and in the bottom half, of course, it's Federer and Nadal. And I'd like to point out the similarities between this. If this happens, if that those uh, you know semis happen and and French Open, right? Because there you had Federer, Nadal. and team djokovic right so yeah. there it's, it's sort of symmetric because there federer nadal you expected nadal to win and he won there here federer nadal uh, you expect federer to win let's see if that goes through and on the other side you have djokovic uh, playing a non big three member you know of course we didn't think it would be pea we thought it would be anderson as a fourth seed yep. but pea has earned his spot and you know this is not a guy who wins by fluke he takes out people who reached the finals in the previous year so this is a very very good a uh, player in, in very very good form and i think he's going to beat um, rba mm. you know i hope he's not too tired so that's the only difference otherwise i'd go with prakash's uh, prediction and let's also think i mean this is in some sense it's easy to predict right because the big three kind of select themselves so let me put this in a different way prakash and i will give my opinion and then i'm keen to hear your opinion as well like if you had to pick one big three who's least likely to make it who's it going to be Uh, so I'm going to say that, like in other words, which big three is in most danger of going out? Like we right. all think they will make it, but if you had to pick one, I think I'm going to go with Nadal there because I think Query. Maybe I overestimate Query. Definitely, I think yeah. Given the matchup and uh, 
the service i think query poses a really big threat i think and, uh, and i would and say had is, that doc which is the least a... sorry so, i was saying that if you want to go into a match with uh, query playing jaws also yeah. the previous match is perhaps not the best preparation i think it's a fair statement to say definitely yep that's definitely true and also, uh, i think yeah yeah prakash go on and then i can ask my one final question i think question. Uh, yeah i would say nadal is the kind of relatively toughest uh, match up in the quarter final among the big 3 and djokovic has the uh easiest i would say ha huh, so i would actually say nadal is the toughest we agree on that i think federer is not that his opponent is easy but given that it's federer playing nishikori and the history between them i think federer is the most likely to win uh gofak could cause problems with djokovic let's see true hmm. bold prediction there guys and just one more question before we wrap it up just one more the 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 grass court has been uh, potentially uh, you know been slower this 10 days they are comparing it with clay and saying that this has become a french open uh, a bit of fuss there on the playing surface what do you guys have to say on that so so i both agree and disagree with that which sounds diplomatic but The reason is I I do agree that grass is perhaps slowing but it's too much to say that it's becoming like clay no I don't agree with that because you still have query you know Raonic did very well and big serves are rewarded so yes it's slowing down and I don't like that at all but still it's an overreaction to say that this is becoming like the French Open no it's still quite different from the French Open hmm Prakash your take on that I think uh, I mean this has been going on for a while now I think we talked about this in one of the earlier podcast as well you know it's been uh, the baseline grinders for quite a few yeah. years now yeah and uh, the important thing is actually i think the balls the heavier balls that they are using i think uh, they tend to i don't know if it's uh, consistent throughout the years but uh, i think nadal said like these balls are heavier here which gives uh, you know uh, the bounce the bounce is going to be more true when the balls are heavier mm. and that means the surface is going to play a lot more like clay than it would be if the balls were not as heavy so i don't know if this thing i would like to look into that thing you know how the you know the weight of the balls is changing over the years because that and seems to be a big said that he talked to henman about this if i'm not mistaken and henman said that uh, you know the 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 preparation is the same every year but the balls can be different and the weather is different weather changes right. things a lot yeah. because so, the weather is also yeah definitely it's been very hot uh, you know in the run up and that definitely makes the grass you know play a little less like grass for example mm. in the cricket world cup if you notice you know the nature of right. pitches has changed from the beginning to the end right i mean like it, it was right. a bit rainy in the beginning and we had these pitches which were that tricky to bat on and now we are getting the highest scores with pitches perhaps disintegrating so weather can affect uh, these kind of sports in you know equal ways as the playing surface itself so fair enough well. fair enough fair enough and great build up guys because eight players left and uh, all the patterns and all the uh predictions and uh, the stats are mind boggling and we can hope that we get four very good matches on wednesday which is tomorrow so um federer anishikori sam query and nadal the lower half the upper half djokovic goffin and uh, peya versus 
RBA, Roberta Batista Agut. So that those are the final eight. We've uh, enjoyed thoroughly this episode, and we've done everything asked of us. The quarterfinals prediction, the preview, and uh, what all they went through in the first four rounds. So until next time, when before, like let's say, let's do it on a Thursday. Now, <laughs> until next yeah. time, yeah, because we have the semi-finals on Friday. Yeah. So until next time, host Prasad signing out with Prakash and Rajke on this episode of the Terrace Galaxy podcast. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.